Good morning, Boker Tov. Buenos dias. This is Shana Fold here with the Israel Daily News Podcast. I'm here to give you the headlines so you can get caught up quickly. You're listening so you're already on top of your game. Survive and thrive, people. Knowledge is the best weapon. Today is Monday, December 7th, 2020, which means that we are on episode 101 here at the Israel Daily News Podcast. We are calling on our listeners to offer a sponsorship or contribution, which you can send over using a link in the show notes or by visiting anchor.fm backslash Israel Daily News backslash support. Now, let's get to the news. Israelis and Palestinians are both hurt today after residents in a Palestinian refugee camp began throwing cinder blocks off of the roofs. Six Israeli officers are wounded, some of them in the hospital. Four Palestinians are hurt and in the hospital since the officers fired ammunition at them while those heavy objects were getting tossed in their direction. Israeli forces entered that area outside of Jerusalem looking for three people suspected of car theft. Now in the same area, also this morning, a Palestinian man was injured and is now in the hospital after approaching Israeli border officers at a checkpoint. He was walking in the lanes where only cars are allowed to go, and he ignored calls and warnings from officers asking him to stop approaching them. After he was shot in the leg, he hopped on one foot toward the officer, who then fired at him dropping him to the floor. This is all caught on camera. It's unclear what the story is there, but there is an open investigation. Friday, a 13-year-old boy was shot in the stomach and killed during a violent riot that Palestinians were holding in the Central West Bank. They were there to protest the creation of a new Jewish settlement that is underway. Hundreds of Israelis who landed in Dubai this morning were told they could not enter the country. About 200 travelers that walked off of a Fly Dubai flight were told that changes had been made in visa regulations and that only those holding non-Israeli passports could enter. This comes days after the UAE said it would start allowing Israelis to enter on tourist visas and began working on a permanent visa waiver deal as well. Thankfully, Israel's foreign ministry intervened. The passengers applied for electronic visas, and the issue was eventually resolved after a few hours. The Israeli foreign ministry spokesman said that the issue seemed to come from confusion over whether the passenger or the travel companies were supposed to secure those visas. Channel 12 News claims that the UAE had suspended Israeli visas starting Sunday evening, But there was no immediate comment from the Emirati authorities. Israel's cabinet has already ratified a mutual visa exemption agreement with the UAE, making it the first ever agreement of this kind with an Arab country. This Sunday, Globes reported that Israel had signed a monumental agreement with the pharmaceutical company Teva to distribute COVID-19 vaccines across Israel. The company has laboratories in both Kfar Saba and Shoham that contain super freezers, which holds Pfizer's vaccine at negative 70 degrees Celsius and Moderna's vaccine 
at a slightly higher temperature. Globes also reports that the vaccines will be sent to different medical facilities, nursing homes, and other institutions around the country in order to avoid people traveling long distances to get vaccinated. The health ministry has reportedly asked Israel's health maintenance organizations, or HMOs, to prepare plans to vaccinate 2 million people against the coronavirus within a six-week period as soon as these vaccines become officially available. The first Israelis expected to be vaccinated are those working in medical services, the elderly, and people at a higher risk of being crippled by the virus. However, Israel's four health funds may have a hard time keeping up with such a fast-paced plan as they have a total capacity of giving only about 80,000 vaccines per day. Another possible issue is that vaccines, which are stored in deep freeze, must be used within five days of their removal from a cold storage place. A national vaccine storage and distribution center has been set up in the southern Negev desert where the millions of vaccines that Israel has ordered are being held in warehouses and then are going to be shipped around the country, like we said earlier. On Sunday, the IDF offered to help distribute the vaccine, but HMOs are reportedly opposing that idea. Yesterday, the coronavirus cabinet held a meeting where the health ministry's head of public health warns that even though vaccines will start being given in the next few weeks, it will be months before they have a true impact. A vote on new measures is supposed to be held today. An update to the cyber hack story we brought to you last week. According to Walla News website, last Saturday, hacker group Black Shadow received five bitcoins, which is equivalent to $104,000. Reports claim that the money transfer is a sign that hackers have begun to sell the information that they stole from this Israeli insurance company. Let's rewind. Last week, Black Shadow hackers stole heaps of personal data from the Israeli Sherbet Insurance Company and then posted a ransom for the data, saying it would double every 24 hours and that if it was not paid within three days, the data would be sold to third parties. So because of this transfer, it's believed that that data has begun to be sold. It's beginning to look a lot like winter. This past Saturday, in Israel's northern region, residents were greeted with a little surprise. Workers at Israel's only ski resort up on Mount Hermon reported a small snow shower early in the morning. The shower is the first snow in Israel this year and accumulated five centimeters of snow that is covering the grounds on Mount Hermon as the temperature hit zero degrees Celsius. I actually want to announce some really good news coming out of the Michael Levin base. Now, this is coming from a story that I covered in August. The Michael Levin base is announcing that the Ministry of Finance, together with Misrad Aliyah and the Sharut Lumi office, announces that starting in the beginning of 2021, there will be an increase in the budget for loan Benot Sharut to improve their status in Israel. Now, this is a story I covered. Lone Banot Sherut are actually girls who come from all around the world to Israel to offer service. They work in nursing homes, schools, farms. It's a year of service, and a lot of the things that they were promised that they would get upon arrival, they did not get. 
That includes items in the house they were supposed to have, pots and pans, a certain amount of money. A lot of things did not come through for them that they were expecting. And I covered a whole report about this and got some really important interviews from girls who explained their very difficult circumstances, especially during COVID-19. Now, here are some things that they are going to be getting. 540 shekels added to their monthly salary, 150 shekels in stipends for food per month, 150 to 180 shekels for the holidays, and fewer girls in a room with upgrades to the apartments to improve their living living conditions. So that includes furniture, appliances, and more. Also very important, girls serving two years of Shirut Lumi which is national service, will get a flight paid for or subsidized, depending on their location, to go back home to visit their families. Now, these are very important things because these young women come to Israel. They help in so many important departments around the country and until now have not been getting the services that they've been promised and not been getting enough money to support themselves while doing this important work. So I'm just so happy that some months later after doing this report, and I did actually get a response from officials at the top. I don't know if you remember, if you've been listening with me, but I did get a response from officials up at the top in the Shirut Leumi office saying, thank you for my report. They are going to be looking into this matter. This is why independent journalism and journalism of all kinds are so important for democracy and getting change. All right. Well, that's it for today's news. Today is Monday, December 7th, 2020. Tel Aviv has a low of 15 degrees Celsius and a high of 22 degrees. That's 59 degrees Fahrenheit for the low, going up to 72 degrees for the high. Don't forget to subscribe to the Israel Daily News podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. I am everywhere. If you think this show brings you value... If you think it makes you more educated at the dinner table or lunch table, then send over a contribution. There's a link in the show notes where you can send a $5 or $10 monthly contribution. The site is in Anchor, or you can find it at anchor.fm backslash Israel Daily News backslash support. Listeners to submit a donation of $5 per month for the year will receive a handwritten letter by me mailed to you with a special note and a little poem inside. Listeners who send over a $10 monthly donation or more will get access to a one-on-one Zoom where you can have a Q&A or we can talk about whatever topics that you're thinking about. I am finalizing a mini book about my journey and learnings. The idea is to celebrate 100 episodes and help other creative minds get started on their projects too. If you yourself are a creator or know someone who is and they're looking for some guidance or even emotional support, reach out to me. I would value their input and it'll help me angle the book. Thank you to Candace Cohen, Jack Meltzner, and Orion Fitlovich for their contributions to the research and writing. I'll send you off today with Livchor Nachon by Nicole Raviv, Idan Tomler, and Morty Weinstein. Have a great and productive day and a wonderful week. לא מבין רמזים אולי, צבעים ואותיות. מבט חטוף אל עצמי ודי, רק 
לא להסתכל. מה שבפנים כבר בפנים מדי, קוראים לזה הרגל. מתי אלמד לבחור נכון, להאמין, לראות שטוב, בלי להביט שוב לאחור, לבחור לבחור נכון. 